it's day two of the convention. Uh, that means uh, one down, three to go. Howard Schweitzer, Mark Alderman, coming to you live from Philadelphia. And uh, one down, three to go. Yesterday was an interesting day. Yesterday began very differently than it ended. It really did. It was a 180 from morning to night. It was a mess. <laughs> I mean, the city was crazy yesterday with the protests and far more than you and I saw in Cleveland. Far more. It, it was crazy. It wasn't violent. No. It was very peaceful, no, it was but it was loud and it was edgy. And, the and everywhere. And everywhere, everyone was on edge. There was Debbie, there was Bernie, there was Hillary, and everyone was on edge until Michelle Obama started speaking. Right. And I think it was Michelle, she gave an amazing speech. She gave an amazing speech. Cory Booker gave an amazing speech. Um, there were a bunch of them. Well, there were a bunch of them, but I believe that Michelle's speech was one for the ages. Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, the speech was just soaring and inspirational, talking about her daughters and uh, living in a house built by slaves. It was an extraordinary speech. But what it accomplished in that building was also absolutely amazing. That building was edgy and Bernie and his people yeah. were trying to figure out which way to go with it. Yeah. And she came out, everyone, everyone sat down, everyone listened, everyone respected and admired. I think, I think it's not an exaggeration to say that she picked up the convention and moved it out of harm's way. Then Bernie gave a lot different speech than Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah, well, he had to. He and, had to. and I think with a little luck, we're on our way. I mean, look, it's she said some things. She's, people have said all the things that she said before, including her. Um, but in that context, they were powerful. And the, the thing that she said about no one has to make America great again. Right. America's already great. I think a lot of people, that's an undercurrent to me running through not just the Democratic side of the aisle, through the Republic, through my side of the aisle, through right. through the center. Um, people are sick and tired. Yeah, the Trumps, the hardcore Trump supporters think America yeah. needs to be made great again. They like wearing their hats. And you know I'm not on the Trump train. But I think people are... People love this country, and not to sound hokey on our little podcast no, here, but it's not somebody hokey. needs to say that. It's not somebody hokey. needed to say that. It's patriotic, and it's how most Americans feel. I think it is, notwithstanding our challenges. I think that the contrast, and I'm going to do my usual stipulation. Of course, I'm partisan, but trying to walk down the middle of the road. Just contrast the speeches. The, the Democratic bench, when it comes to making speeches, is the major leagues. The Republicans are in the Cape Cod League or, or single A ball. Look at who spoke well, and yeah. look at who spoke here. Yeah. And I, I was very, very proud to be a Democrat last night. Cory Booker and Senator Warren 
even feeling the burn a little and and the first lady and that was monday night well right my my point is it was a night to be proud to be an american right agreed agreed and um i think that's i think that's different and that's not what we heard in cleveland which was all about a guy i mean it's i think a lot of people wanted to say what she said last night in cleveland but they couldn't say it right Right. Because it was inconsistent with what it says on the hat. Well, and, and again, forget for a moment who you're for or who you're against. The strategy of the Trump campaign is unarguably to sell fear and to sell worry and to sell anxiety. He needs to make his people afraid and then he needs to close the sale by I am your voice and he's he's going to fix everything. Uh, that is not the message of the Democrat Party. And way beyond that, and I'm, I'm going directly to your point, that I don't think that's how most Americans feel when they walk out the door in the morning. That's not the country that most people live in. No. Um, neither, though, is the country that um, Bernie Sanders tried to portray this country as during during the course of his campaign, and gosh, he's been neutered. Is is I mean, he had to do what he did last night. He had to. He had to get up. There's no way he could get up there and leave Hillary no. dangling. He cannot have electing gonna, Donald Trump on his hands. I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, he could have done a Ted Cruz. Now, I didn't think he would. I didn't think his legacy would be electing Donald Trump. I don't think, I never thought he wanted to be Ralph Nader. But, but I thought that in addition to doing what he had to do if he didn't want to be Ralph Nader, mm -hmm. I thought he gave a great speech. And I thought his endorsement of her was exceptionally well done because, we, let's be frank about what he did do and he didn't do, he didn't say this is the most wonderful person you're ever going to meet. What he said was she believes this and so do we. She yeah. believes that and so do we. He tied her to her to his issues, and I thought it was a victory speech. He declared victory for the insurgent Sanders campaign because the nominee is standing by the positions that he and his people worked so hard for, and it it felt it felt persuasive. Yeah, I guess. The other observation I would make just after day one is, gosh, there are a lot of people that don't like her. <laughs> and there are a lot of people running around Philadelphia right now that don't like her. Look, she's going to be the next president. She's of the, it's, we have a choice of two people and she's more qualified to be president in my humble opinion. But you can't have a conversation with most people running around Philadelphia right now without hearing, I really don't like her, but what choice do we have? The numbers speak for themselves. She is upside down in her popularity and even a highly partisan Democrat 
uh, isn't going to deny that. I do think, though, I do think that it could get a little better by Thursday night. She's going to have President Clinton, the first President Clinton, talking about her and her entire career of helping uh, helping children and, and women. She's going to have uh, Michelle's husband speaking tomorrow night. She's going to have him. the vice president speaking tomorrow night. And then it's her turn. And no, she isn't going to turn her numbers right side up. And no, she isn't going to all of a sudden become a beloved and trusted figure. But I, I do think she can get him going in the right direction if she can rise to the occasion. Her speech is, is going to matter. And, and the, the interesting dynamic is that the bar is being set really high for her. I think it's, it's tough. And I think Thursday is, I think it's going to be anticlimactic on some level. Like Obama, President Clinton, like, and here comes Hillary. Yeah, maybe. It's a much easier ticket, by the way, just for those people who are listening and who aren't here. I think Thursday is going to be a much easier ticket to get than well, today or tomorrow. Yeah, Wednesday uh, we have, of course, the president, the vice president. And for those of you uh, who weren't following this at home, Martin O'Malley will be speaking at 7 p.m. Awesome. And I hope everybody gets home early from work and can tune yeah, that's, in. That's true. I've been walking around. I have it right here. I've been walking around with my O'Malley badge. And when people start complaining about Hillary Howard, as you correctly observe, a lot of people are, just show them my O'Malley badge and say, I, I tried to tell you people there's a better way to do this. So 7 p.m. O'Malley and then the president, the vice president. Uh, and yeah, Thursday night, uh, she needs Thursday night not to be a dud. And that's on her and I, I have, I have some optimism about her, about her speech. Look, it's a likability thing. It's not a competence question. She's nobody questions her intelligence or competence. It's a likability problem. I don't, maybe you can change that in a speech. Well, I think we have to step back from the personality, which we all know <laughs> is imperfect, and we got to recognize that history is being made. It is a historic moment when she accepts that nomination. And I think if she if she can tap into the energy of yeah. the history that she is making, I think there can be some some real enthusiasm I, in that hall. I agree with you on the on the history, but I think that her problem is not personality. Her problem is is her own history. And how she got to this point, I agree with you, it's historic. I think you're right. There's that opportunity to tap into the energy of being the first woman nominated to be president of the United States by a major party. It's pretty, it's amazing. But it's years and years of, of baggage. And well, that, I don't know that you overcome that in it, a speech. It, it's, it's tough to reintroduce yourself to the American people if you're Hillary Clinton. Because right. she has been introduced for decades on both sides of the aisle. And it, it's gonna be hard for her to 
to change too much of that. But I, I do think if she taps into the energy of, of the history, it, it can be a good night. And I do want to point out as we wind up here, look who we're not talking about. The, so far, I'm going to violate what I'm about to say. We, we could have gone the entire call without saying the word email. But I just said it wow. because we're not talking about Debbie Wasserman Schultz. We're not talking about DNC emails. And I think it is a, a real testament to the, to the unity and the resiliency of this party that we got past that in a day. Well, look, the key, forget about the convention. I think the key to this campaign, the key to Hillary, for Hillary, to win in November, they've, they've got to have a battle plan, which they do, and they've got to execute it every day, and they can't get thrown off by the, the distractions. And the, the Debbie Wasserman Schultz DNC fiasco was a huge distraction, but I think they stayed disciplined. They didn't go crazy and get sidetracked and and get off message and lose focus. They they have a battle plan. And if she there are gonna be moments Saturday is a hundred days from November eighth. There are gonna be okay. moments in the next hundred and four days or whatever it is where it's gonna look like he could be elected president well, of the United no States. Today is one of those moments, by the and way. And she has got to be Discipline. The campaign has got to be disciplined. And if they do that, she is going to win. Um, but there are going to be days where that's going to be very tested. I think yesterday was, was yep. one of those days. Yep. And we'll see what the next three days brings. But she's passed the test twice now. She passed the test after the New Hampshire primary where Bernie just cleaned her clock and it would have been easy to hit the panic button like she did in 08 and rip apart her campaign. She stayed together, went to Nevada and won and just marched yeah. to the nomination. And she held it together yesterday. It would have been easy yesterday for the wheels to yeah, come off. Yeah, exactly. But they stayed together. They were decisive. And you're right. Uh, they're going to be many days as many as a hundred days when it looks like either of them could win this thing. It, it was, I, I know we've got to close. So, but it was the hope, the hopefulness in that hall last night versus the kind of doom and gloom. Right. And everything's bad that you could feel last week in Cleveland. I think that's a winning formula. Right. Um, Morning in America. It. I think that's a winning formula. That's their yeah. formula. And by the way, they've got some pretty good messengers, as you were saying early. Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton. Um, it's going to be tough to beat them if, if they continue that. And I think we'll see more of that tonight. I look forward to it. Okay. That's a wrap.